This is the Sing Long Chinas' Baptism Podcast channel. This is episode number 62. The topic of which is going to be the difference between surface piety and true piety. Um, but first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do, shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. So, the topic of today's, uh, or I should say, the topic of this particular episode is the difference between surface piety and true piety. So, when I say surface piety, What I'm talking about is uh, just I guess the best way I can put it is is the word I used initially, which is surface. In other words, the observable piety to those of you who have uh, friends and loved ones that are close to you and who watch you or who live with you and know you the best, what they can see. Um, and because of the day we live in, the day and age, I should say, a lot of people go by the surface and before I get any go any farther with this topic I, I want to illustrate the difference between surface or outside piety and true piety which should be interior okay private piety as i have mentioned ad nauseum in previous episodes jesus when he was going after the the, the pharisees hammer and tongs was not doing it because um, he, he wasn't being critical necessarily of their outward piety. He wasn't being critical about that aspect. What he was, um, 
what he was what he was uh, criticizing them for was the fact that um they were being they they were making a great show of their piety on the outside, but they were not they were they were not living the piety interiorly and the um I believe it's in the gospel according to Saint Matthew Jesus was telling them that um and this is going to lead to another topic but he was telling them that they were following the outward observances of the Mosaic law the Jewish religious law but because they their their motivations were not pure their their uh they were not um they were not doing their actions in good faith that and when I when I say they were not doing their actions in good faith, there were things that they were doing knowingly now, knowingly. And this is why he was getting mad at them, because they were knowingly doing things that they knew on the outside may not have been breaking the Jewish religious law, but deep in their hearts, they knew that they were using the Jewish religious law for their own for their own ends, their own selfish ends. And so when he says in the book of St. Matthew, he says, well, you're, you're cleaning the outside of dishes. That apologize for the interruption. So, to get back to what I was talking about, he was telling the Pharisees, oh, you wipe out the plates and the cups. That was part of Jewish religious ceremonial law. But, he, what, what they, but then he turned around and told them, that when it came to the practice of the law, that they were straining out gnats and swallowing camels. To those of you who are unaware, um, part of the Jewish religious law was that, that they were supposed to strain out anything that could contaminate the water before using it for God, such as gnats. And so when he says that you're straining out gnats but swallowing camels, he's referring to the fact that they were real nitpicky on the little minor details that in the larger scheme of things did not advance God's agenda here on earth. You know, they they were they were um they they were um 
they're being real nitpicky on the details, but on the larger aspects, the larger and more important aspects of God's law, they were, um, they weren't practicing the things that counted the most. And just as an autistic detail, um, when he says swallows camels, if you go back to the Mosaic law, I want to say it's in either the book of Exodus or Leviticus, um, I believe that eating camels, camels were a forbidden food for Jews. Now, I could be wrong about that, but that is my understanding. So, what he's saying is, you know, obviously a camel is a huge creature. So, you know, they're, they're getting real petty about the little things. But when it came to the larger things, which were more important, they, they were either ignoring or not even taking care of, of, the um the things that uh I, I I hate I keep coming back to that were more important. And perhaps maybe I should leave it there because I can't right now at least I can't think of anything um I can't think of a better way to put it. So, um, there, there's basically, they were getting by on their surface piety. They're on the outside. He also, Jesus compared the Pharisees on the outside that, you know, they're, there were laws regarding the garments of the religious the religious Jewish people and is you know that kind of thing you know they were perfect you know everything was perfect they they couldn't be criticized for that but because they were and I I think I mentioned this in a previous episode they were, a, a lot of the Pharisees and the lawyers or scribes, they were doing stuff that they, that purposely, mind you, purposely, that they knew was illegal. But they, they, they were finding loopholes in those laws so that they could do the things that they knew were illegal that helped that were enriching either enriching them materially or were um making their jobs easier while at the same token they were telling the their followers well wait a minute wait a minute you're not doing this minor little detail here you should be you know it doesn't matter how how hard it is for you or how badly it inconveniences you, you need to be doing this while they, at the same time, they weren't, you know, 
they, they were making things easier on themselves, to put it as best as I can. Now, I, I, I strayed a little bit farther back than I meant to. Um, I started off by talking about surface piety in what I call um, serious Catholics or sedvacantists, uh, uh, surface piety and um, interior piety. Now, speaking for myself, I live by myself. And when I do happen to go out in public, if I have to work, if I have to, you know, um, there's nobody right now who can observe um, my my uh, devotional practices and even let's just say even if I were uh, married and have kids as a matter of um, spiritual teaching and I'm talking about traditional Catholic spiritual teaching, I, I would not allow any anybody, if they were living within my um, apartment, to see my devotional te- uh, practices for the simple fact is, is that these are private. These are between God and I. And it's nobody else's business but my own. And, um, but there, I'm sure that, uh, if anyone is listening that some of you may have girlfriends, boyfriends, wives, husbands, children, or whatever, or maybe in a job where you, you know, for however many hours a day you work, you're with people. And maybe, um, you know, you, you cross yourself before you eat, you say a little prayer, um, you may, you may wear the crucifix, um, you know, um, you may give the outward signs that, oh, well, you know, um, people, people may say about you, oh, uh, uh, Joe, Joe's a real devout guy, man. He prays before he eats and he, he reads his, his, uh, little Bible on his break and da, 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 da. And those things in and of themselves are not wrong. They're not. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that those things are wrong. As a matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you will not get into heaven. 
And when he said that, he was telling them that not only must your outward piety be an example, but you've got to have the inward piety as well. Because human beings being who we are, we're all about the surface and the flesh, but when it comes to the interior, we tend to either forget about it or neglect it. It's just who we are as human beings. And honestly speaking, once you start getting serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ and his blessed mother, that's one of the more difficult aspects of the spiritual life is not just, you know, the, the, the outside appearances, but your inside as well, working on that aspect. And so when I talk about the interior piety, there's kind of two aspects to it. The first aspect is um, your actions. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up. Let me back up. The first aspect I'm talking about is your inward relationship with God and his blessed mother. There's that aspect. And then the things that you do to get closer to them. Prayers, the rosary, uh, novenas, um, spiritual reading, stuff like that. So there's that aspect. And when I say also the interior, you could just substitute the word interior for private. And some of you may wonder when I talk about, well, I, I, I keep my, um, my interior devotions private, why I felt the need to tell you this. And that is because Jesus in his Gospels states that your your private devotional and devotional life is supposed to be private and even things like um let's let's just say offerings your um he specifically states in one of his Gospels, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. In other words, what he's saying is, is if you're going to give an offering, um, now obviously, if you buy a homeless man a meal, if you're out and about, that's pretty public, but you're not to make a big show of it. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm buying this poor homeless guy a lunch. Ain't I a great guy? You're not supposed to do that. Just buy him the lunch. Um, if you have the time, maybe have a discussion with him. But don't make a big deal of it. Um, in, in, in your private devotionals, don't talk about what you do. 
And when I say this, um, I'm not exempting myself from this advice. I try whenever possible to, to keep my devotional practices to myself. Um, even though in the present situation where I am, there's nobody where I'm at who really knows me that well. So it's pretty easy. Uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of my neighbors have no idea about my devotional life. And that's the way I intend it. But it's not just my neighbors. There are people that I know who live out of state or out of country who I talk to, you know, maybe once a week or so, that I don't talk about that aspect. I don't talk about my devotional aspect. Because that's between me and God. They don't need to know. And furthermore, one of the people I talk with is a fellow true Catholic himself. And um, because this person and I have talked for a little while, um, we both understand where we're coming from that God deals with each of us as an individual. So unless I ask him a question about a particular spiritual topic or he asks me a question, we know that we're two separate people and we are. We, we, we couldn't be any more different in our ways of thinking, our approach and our attitudes um, as night and day or as fire and water. So, I wouldn't deign to try to lecture this guy on anything because, because he is so different from me. What works for me, and I've said this in previous episodes, what works for me may not work for him. And for that matter, anybody who may listen to this later, what works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me. When I recommend stuff, that's all it is, is a recommendation. And it's an encouragement to try to get you to try something different with the intent that you try it. If it works, my advice would be, well, go with it. But if it doesn't work, well, find something that does. But it's not necessarily me uh being presumptuous and saying, well, this works for me, so you should do this. That's not the intent behind it. Um, and the private devotional life The best way I can explain what I'm about, the concept I'm trying to explain is, is if your private devotional practices are bearing fruit, I'm talking spiritual fruit here, then it should show in your outward attitudes, behaviors, and um, actions. 
So, the closer you get to God in your private devotional life, the more His Spirit is going to shine through you as a person. So, like I said, there's another aspect to this, but it deserves its own separate topic. But at least in the book, uh, I'm sorry, the gospel according to St. Matthew, the whole outward piety and inward piety and the... Um, The spirit of the law versus the letter of the law, those are really two separate topics. So I will talk about in a later episode what I what I mean by this. But I think as near as I can tell, and if later on down the line, if God in his mercy grants me this. If this needs to be, if I need to expound upon this, I will give another episode where I will expound on this topic. But for right now, I think that I've covered it as best as I can, which is the best way I can put this is your private devotional life. just, at least in my experience, is going to lead to a better public example or a public um, piety. Um, a lot of people, uh, I think I'm going to end with this, a lot of people, which... Jesus in his Gospels um, criticized the Pharisees for, it, they get it twisted. They think that, oh, well, if I, you know, if I, if I, you know, have my lunch in public and I, I do the sign of the cross and, you know, I'm showing that I'm pious, then that's good enough. I'm, I'm being pious when in fact... It, it, at least from my point of view, your private devotionals should be the ones where you're actually setting the example and God will give you the grace so that when you go out and about, His Spirit and, you know, the Spirit of His Blessed Mother and the Heavenly Kingdom will, will show and you won't even have to make a, you know, you won't have to consciously decide to act a certain way. It'll just come naturally. So I think this is it. I think I've covered this as best as I can. Um, if you've given me 30 minutes of your time and you still disagree with me and you still think I'm wrong, 
more wrong than five plus, uh, two plus two equaling five, yeah, if you gave me your 30 minutes, I, I got to thank you. I, I do. Because as I never get tired of saying, it's a very rare person who will listen to somebody that they disagree with and listen to everything that the person is saying. So I'm going to thank you for that. And for what it's worth, For what it's worth, I do care about human beings as best as a very, very um, flawed and failed human being can care. Um, and I am well aware that um, I'm not even close to being a saint yet, but I do care... Um, about human beings in general. And along with that, you take this for what it's worth. I pray for everyone. And I, I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. So, thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.